So boy, do we have an episode today. We're going to cover The Defenders, Marvel's Defenders on Netflix. Uh, it was eight episodes of actually, I would say it was a really good show. What do you guys think? Pretty good, yeah. I think there's still some slow pieces that mm-hmm. they've had with each season mm-hmm. of uh, Daredevil, Iron mm-hmm. Luke Cage, and Jessica Jones, but overall, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it started a little slow. Oh, okay. uh, I, was, I was really disappointed with the first episode, uh, and the second episode was a little better, and then third episode started getting a lot better, like when uh, Iron Fist goes into the, the board meeting. Yes. At yeah. Midland Circle. That was, he finally yeah, did something cool. Yeah, I what, know. what is going on? <laughs> yeah, right. really. And, and, dude, okay, I mean, I've had some friends text me back and forth and saying about how like he's still super annoying. And, <laughs> yeah. and But the thing is, you can tell the difference between a good showrunner and a bad showrunner. The guy who yep. was the showrunner for Iron Fist, we've made fun of him plenty of times in this, sure. on this show. Well, I think we made fun of Iron Fist just directly. Yeah. yeah. And it, it really, I don't think now it was completely his fault. No, I do. Now, now we now, know. Oh, you think now, now we, we know? know? Yeah, yeah, because this was a good showrunner, and then boom, he he's not as annoying. Even his acting. Oh, I see. I and see. I know the, oh no, I got reversed. I was talking about the Iron Fist guy. No, yeah, like no, the, no, actor. the showrunner. Yeah, no, oh, okay, it's showrunner's okay. fault because you know the the first fight scene on Defenders with Iron Fist. Yeah. I'm like, that's what I've wanted the entire time. Right, Iron Fist. <laughs> right. Yeah, she's fighting, and it's cool. Like the, the one at the very beginning in the sewer. I think. Mm-hmm. No, maybe it wasn't that. No, no, no there was one, one that was better choreographed. Yeah, yeah. it might have either been the Luke Cage so one, or it might have just been it. when he started fighting in the boardroom by himself. That, yeah. that might have been it. Because that it was a cool one. scene. But I'm yeah. just like, holy crap, this is... I think it was the boardroom. I'm like, this is what the whole Iron Fist should have been about. Like, this was so much cooler. Mm-hmm, and his yeah. character... His character is meant to be kind of douchey and kind of, like, annoying. And I'm okay with that. And the rest of the Defenders making fun of him. I mean, it was awesome. But it's like... Yeah, a good showrunner can get a better performance out of your actors and they can mm-hmm. get just better everything. So, yeah. And once again, don't watch Inhumans. It's going to have the same showrunner as Iron Fist. They already had oh, um, man. pre-vis, like pre-visualizations, so not much CGI. Uh, like uh, early screening for critics. Yeah. And they were saying it's horrible. Oh, it, oh, looks, that's, it looks that's beyond horrible. bad. That's not yeah. good. And even the partnership that Marvel had with IMAX, uh, they were going to have three weeks in IMAX theaters. They've cut it down to one now. Oh, yeah. So that they tells have you no something. Faith. I'm yeah. telling you, this yeah. will, I'm calling it, I said it yeah. before on this show, this will be uh, the MCU's first flop. Iron Fist was still a hit, even though critically it wasn't, but this will be a flop all around. How oh, sad. Yeah. Oh, well. But see, like the, the slow start on the Defenders, I didn't mind. Some people said, like, Oh, the first three episodes, they just they're good just at the end. I'm like, well, you know, you have to build up these four character stories and, and have yeah. them combined. Yeah, you yeah, gotta have okay with that. You mm-hmm. gotta tie up all the other like how the, the episodes ended for each of them. Yeah. And I'm cool with them not being together until like episode end of episode three. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh I just felt it the pacing was kinda slow. Um I think Sigourney Weaver's great. She yeah, is, she's man. awesome. And um her, her character, her even her style in this. I mean, mm. it was it, she was good. Yeah, I think the first episode. At first, I really liked. Have you noticed the hue of each character was different? Yeah, mm-hmm. and at first I liked that, but then it, it kind of like it was bashing me over the head with it by the end of the episode. And I'm, like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with it. I'm like, stop. <laughs> it's like the J.J. Abrams uh, light lens flare. Yeah, it was overdone. Yeah. it was cool at first, and you're like, oh, come on, Jay. Yeah, <laughs> you're a cool guy, but you gotta stop this. this See, I didn't mind fun. it. I, I didn't mind it. 
when they all uh finally all four of them started grouping together it was a little less noticeable mm-hmm. i think yeah i don't think they were doing it as much yeah 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 they still had like little hues here and there but yeah. not too much but like when they i think it's ended episode two it's like uh, two of them are together and the other two are together I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like it gives no, them okay. time to bounce off of yeah. each other yeah. before all yeah. four of them get together. Yeah, yeah it was cool. It was cool in her, uh, the way they yeah they ended up. Yeah, that was a good way to go. Yeah, instead of all crashing together at once. Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine and I were talking. Uh, this is a sidebar, but it comes around to the lighting. Um, uh, there's a musical terminology called light motif, mm-hmm. and uh, and the idea is it's it's like so in Lord of the Rings, each character of the fellowship had their own score score yep and mm-hmm. even like own instruments and stuff like that and when the the cool thing is when when they would combine it would be the scores would combine like the multiple instruments and if it was like you know all of them all together it was the score was completely combined like and that's just awesome like how how sure so did cool. that yeah. uh and even though it wasn't a musical thing, like I, I was wondering if it's very like, Peter and the Wolf almost, yeah, you know? exactly, which is still cool. And I was wondering if they were going to do that with the lights a little bit. That'd be nice. Like, and so they beat you over the head with it, but then they kind of just drop it. Like, yeah. I didn't notice it in other episodes. Like, but it would have been kind of cool to see some of the hues mix a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That would kind of yeah, that would have been, been kind of cool. Yeah, if it would have been, if it wouldn't have been so overtly. Are they trying to tell us that that's their auras, maybe, or you know? No, because if you notice. <laughs> <laughs> I think it matched it matched their color of their uh Poster. The opening credits of each show. Oh yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, you're right. Jessica Jones had that kind of bluish were there, purplish. Were they in the city, the the uh the overlays on on the city and you've got the map of the city and then you yeah, they it did match the But not names. only was the beginning of Defenders, but I mean the beginning of each of their shows. Oh really? Yeah, it's the same hue. Oh Daredevil I didn't know was that. I'm trying to remember Luke. Luke Cage's Cage. was, was His is okay. yellow, yeah, his yeah. is yellow. Finn, that's or, right, um, that's right. That's the actor. Iron oh, because you're right. The one, green the beginning on the on the Defender show, it's actually the wrong colors because some of them, like I think Luke Cage is blue. No, he's yellow, isn't he? No, in the beginning on Defender, I think yeah, he's I yellow. I thought yeah. he was blue at the beginning. No, it's Jessica Jones is blue. Oh, you're right. And then they kind of overlay each other. Yeah, they overlay. The yeah. So there's yeah. the okay, like, okay. motif for you. Uh, so, but yeah. No, overall, I I thought it started slow, but I I loved it. I thought it was really good. I. I have to admit, I was super bummed that Punisher didn't show up. Yeah, me too. Because I kept he was waiting in for the him. one trailer. Yeah. They put him in the one trailer, which was, oh, that made me mad when he didn't show up. Yeah. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Oh, I know. Um, I couldn't wait. Yeah, because that would have been just awesome. Even if he was just in one scene and one sh- in Well, one even episode. if he just showed up at the end and then yeah. it left you hanging. Yeah. I'd be like, uh, I'd be mad, kind of. But right. I'd be like, oh, well, at least he's here. Cool. Or, yeah, if he just showed up during, like, the whole, like bombing or whatever or breaking into the building or something like that maybe the they just episode, had him in the background but... some doing something yeah. would be fun yeah. his color motif is black and right. he just blended into the background yeah, yeah. right he was cool. there we just didn't see him. right right <laughs> oh and i love john bernthal i think he's such perfect casting that, that trailer perfect. gets me pumped yeah the I'm... one that they showed at the end of this yeah yeah that looks good i'm kind of okay with him not being in it um he's kind of darker yeah personality compared yeah. to these ones yeah um, except they showed him in the trailer. Like if they didn't show yeah. him in the trailer, uh, there was one specific trailer they showed him. He's like, "I'm just gonna handle this myself" or something like that. Uh, if they wouldn't have showed him, then I still would have been a little bummed, but it would have made more sense. Yeah, yeah. So I interrupted you. Sorry. 
No, it's okay. <laughs> uh, so Gourney Weaver, though, her mm. character was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, first episode starting off, you understand partially her motivations, who she is. Yep. Um, and what she controls with the hand. Yeah. Um, I do like that they fleshed out the hand a little bit more. But it was kind of 50-50 for me because there's four other people. Was it four other? Five, I think five. it was. Well, yeah, four others. Yeah, yeah four other uh, bosses, I would call it. Other right. fingers of the hand. Yeah. Um, I I didn't like some of them. The the main bad guy from Iron Fist, I don't even remember his name. <laughs> that came yeah. back from the dead. Yeah, how did that happen? I hate him. Yeah, yeah, he's terrible. He's so smug. And I never would have thought he would, would have been the one of the fi- fingers of the hand. Yeah. No, He no, didn't no. seem like that bad of a boss. Like No, not at all. He's just kind of douchey. <laughs> you still, he, he basically just said, "Yeah, you're still a little girl." Yeah, like, I know what to things. do. You were yeah. still a little girl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like him. I like the Japanese guy. I love Madame Gao. She, I love that her character's been her built character's up. Is I want good. her to be dead. You yeah, want, her want her to be, be dead. dead. I'm I tired of seeing her. I agree. I, I agree. I think she should be dead. <laughs> yeah. So there's another question. So if you haven't oh, caught man. this, we do spoilers here on the show. So. First of all, I don't know how in the world Daredevil's, Daredevil survived that, but who yeah, else that survived? makes no sense. Electra probably. Electra did, yeah, totally. Madam Gal. I think Madam Gal probably maybe. survived just because she's been on so much, you know, yeah. already. Uh, the Japanese guy now. Japanese yeah, guy I don't now. think because he was already in pain. Well, he already uh, got yeah. Um, but just like the building fell on them, like, I just don't understand how. I mean, it's superhero shows, so so I'm, they're gonna have some different, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm guessing Electra probably saved him because uh, she finally under, understood who he was to her. Right. But it was kind of spoiled for me because they said a couple days before this came out that they're gearing up for Daredevil Season 3 yeah. to shoot in October. Yeah. So I was so like, okay, they're you not know, You know he's safe. Well, yeah. for me, I, I was pretty sure they renewed Daredevil, but I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, did they kill him off? Like, what? Like, like... <laughs> I'm like, that's pretty, you know, because I've told you before, like, yeah. you know, I don't think they ever do that kind of stuff on these shows. But on this, on these, they do better. Uh, <clears throat> I was kind of torn. I'm like, is this cool or is this terrible? Because I love Daredevil. <laughs> so, yeah. But he made it. Yeah, that was, uh, you know my, what my favorite part of the whole thing is, though? Mm-hmm. What? Is when they're beating up Iron Fist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Multiple yeah. times. Because he's being times. so stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's like, don't make me use my fist. Right. <laughs> and they're like, whatever. <laughs> uh, now, now what about Stick? Stick, oh, I think, is so awesome. Cool. But it, that makes me so mad. Yeah, Scotland. Dude, he's great. He is perfect in that. He is. He's really like, as good as Charlie Cox is with the blind acting, I mm-hmm. think Stick is, or Scott Glenn's even better. Yeah, he Scott is. Scott Glenn yes. just really it's has so the movements. It's so believable. The movements are perfect. Yeah. Other uh, than the hand being cut off, and it was obviously, yeah. like, they gave him yeah, a yeah, longer yeah, sleeve yeah, on one side. Yeah, that that kept bugging me. That was bugging That's, like, me. the oldest trick in the book, and I they couldn't really, just CGI it or something. I felt like I only really noticed that on one episode or one scene. He uh, was lopsided the whole time. Yeah, yeah there was a couple of scenes of that. It was bad, but yeah. I kept noticing it, and it took me out of the moment. But I loved how how nonchalant he was about it. Like, cut it off, you know, climbed out right away. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, oh, I cut it off to escape. Like, he just like, yeah. kind of annoyed. Like, they're even asking him, like, yeah. oh. Like, like it's yes. obvious what he did. Yes, they killed him <laughs> off. I hope he shows up in flashbacks, which I don't know if you heard, but David Tennant as the purple man is going to show up oh. mm-hmm. uh, on season two of Jessica Jones. But most likely it's going to be flashbacks since he's, you know, had his neck snapped. Cool. I think yeah. it'll be like part of her psyche that's just still messing with her. Oh yeah, that would be cool. That well, would you got be good. Major PTSD from that. Yeah. Uh, from her initial encounter with him, but even just killing him, like like that yeah. shook her up. 
and it you know made the city kind of like half love half hater so True, uh yeah. and he was i gotta be one of the best villains in the mcu mm-hmm. like it was terrifying like the actual idea of i think we talked about this before the idea of the character but even his acting was perfect um, he was very he's very much like a sherlock holmes character a uh, bad guy actually yeah. yeah yeah so i think that's part of the appeal it's yeah and it's mostly psychological mm. yeah so, uh, I would say the Kingpin beats him out. Kingpin's just awesome. nearly, uh, barely beats him out of my favorite villain of Netflix shows. Yeah, true. Uh, just because his appeal is everywhere, like he yeah. controls the city. Yeah, and uh, and Vincent well, D'Onofrio is amazing. He's a great he, actor, amazing actor, and it kind of kind of surprised us with this uh, Kingpin character. Yeah. yeah. and yeah. and he's got a, almost like a Tony Soprano type uh, persona. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. he can just be frightening, mm-hmm. even though he's big and lovable. Yeah, yeah. even though he's <laughs> not like, doing anything. Whoa. Yeah, and I love how I love how on these MCU shows, like they uh, go into the the, the villains and go yeah. into their past, and yep. and you know just you get more of a picture of them. There's this movie called um, Downfall. I'm not sure if we've talked about this before. Downfall. Uh, it's a German film from mid 2000s. You might have seen YouTube. Uh, People steal a scene from this on YouTube and they put new words because it's in German. So they put, you know, different words on there and, and it's um, it's a spoof all the time. But it's a scene in Hitler's bu- bunker and they're yelling and Hitler's oh, yelling. Yeah, yeah like that's that a common movie. YouTube yeah. thing that's huh. used for many different things. But the movie, it, it's set in the last couple of days in Hitler's bunker and it's made from, you know, in Germany and which is, you know, I mean, it's still very you know touchy subject touchy subject yeah and um and it shows you the humanity of hitler and goebbels and all these people all of his you know main guys and even though it shows you the humanity it never makes excuses for them and it shows you still how monstrous they are but yet how human they are mm-hmm. and it oh that is an excellent film and so that's like another one that shows you like the history of the villain uh, that you would normally not think of wow but yeah check it out i think it's on netflix downfall downfall amazing right. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, character development. Do you guys have any qualms with any particular character or any uh, uh, anything that surprised you? Um, I didn't have any issues with any of the characters, um, except for Foggy just randomly deciding to help um, Matt Murdock be Daredevil again. Oh yeah. yeah. That still didn't make sense to me because he was the one for the whole second season. That was Daredevil. against it. Yeah. Like you me, me, me. Right. You're putting yeah. us in danger. Me. Right. He kinda acts like he has like a drug problem, you notice that? Like <laughs> you're you're doing you're doing it again, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's a like it's an addiction. Yeah. You know, it's kinda I weird. I get the idea though, yeah. like he wanted to he felt like if he did this it would like he was gonna do it anyway, and if mm-hmm. he did it, it could be done. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm gonna make it a little easier just for him to get it over with. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'd say the surprising one for me is, you know, how we were saying Iron Fist isn't is. I mean, he's still kind of annoying, but he's supposed he's supposed to be. And I felt like he was better. Finn Jones and the character were better in the Defenders. But Colleen Wing, who I thought was one of the better parts of Iron Fist, I didn't like her as much in this. Mm-hmm. I found her annoying. Um, her character, like her choices, her ideas, her thoughts was just annoying. I thought she was too submissive. Where yeah, the other one, yeah, she was more, was. she was more dominant, more yeah. 
Uh, it's what she wanted to do. And you know? this one, she's taking a back seat. She's sitting in the police station half the show. Yeah, yeah. 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 She's not as uh dominant. It, well, and it's not not as assertive either. Mm-hmm. So that I think that's what watered her character down. Yeah. But I think they wanted her kind of step back a little bit cuz she was making Iron Fist look bad in the last one. Yeah. So they needed her to be more And she wasn't light. one of the defenders, so. No. Yeah. So I but think she that's still got what to the focus was. Fight in the end. So. Yeah. It was still cool. Yeah. Now what about Misty Knight? Oh man. How obnoxious was she? Well, yeah. dude, her losing an arm that was kind of cool that because they're cool. following the comics. It's just like, yeah. wow. Yeah, I can't believe they went for yeah. it. Because they I almost mean, went for at the end of Luke Cage when she got oh. shot in the arm. Well, yeah. yeah. It's you almost thought, like, yeah. oh, they're not actually going to go for it when she healed up. But yeah. But the sword losing an arm? I was more worried about Rosario Dawson dying. <laughs> right. Because they kept hinting at it. It's like, why is they a nurse scared yeah. to set a bomb? Yeah. Yeah. It's like right. she doesn't really have anything to do. Is she just gonna be fodder? Yeah, yeah, that was it was kinda I was kinda thinking that was gonna happen too. Yeah. But after as obnoxious as Misty Knight was the whole show, yeah. I was kinda glad like Rosario Dawson's safe. She lost an arm. Good. <laughs> right. All is, yeah. all is right with the world. Yeah, Except Misty, for Misty Knight. She's yeah. all left. I like yeah. Misty Knight Aww. in, in Luke. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I like Misty Knight I'm in sorry, Luke Cage. Guys. And I felt like they wanted her in this, but didn't know what to do with her. Exactly. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. like I read an article online, like her choices made no sense. Like she was way too supportive. I mean, she has, she knows Luke a little bit. Really. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know him that much. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and she doesn't know the other ones at all. Yet. She's willing to back her career on all of them. And even, even at the end, like, um, there was someone online was saying, technically it, it's a terrorist attack. They blew up a building with people that they knew were in it. You know, yeah, they were yeah, all bad that, guys, that, but yeah, still, yeah. like, it's a terrorist attack. And she was just like, she gets there right away, and she's just like, how can I, knowing that they're going to blow the building up. Yep. You know, her first reaction was, how can I stall the police? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> so out of character. It, but that's where it's like, uh, you know, I think, for the most part, I think I prefer eight episodes to 13. Yes. But, sure. but that's where... It was rushed, like yeah, her yeah. and Colleen, and and even some of the side characters. I'm really glad the side characters were in it as much as they were, mm-hmm. but yet it just felt incomplete for a lot of them. Well, and I don't, I don't feel like she had enough information to go on a leap of faith like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think if they would have yeah. gone through it a little bit more, you know, maybe mm-hmm. Luke gave her a little more insight because no, right. he really didn't. Yeah, they kept He's keeping like, her in the. He dark. calls her up and is going to tell her, hey. uh, Something's going down, right. and then he hangs up the phone and bolts. Mm-hmm. And then, so she's got nothing to go on from anybody, really. Mm-hmm. And then she interrogates them what once, yeah, all of them briefly, yeah, yeah, briefly. And then none of them give up anything for her to have any faith in them. So it made no sense. So you're right, yeah. yeah. But that's really being nitpicky. It, it is. It is. It is in comparison to no, what we had secondary like, suffered last time. <laughs> yeah, it's better than Iron Fist. Yeah. Well, and and once again, Scorn Weaver is awesome. And I was not. I thought she would have been in every episode. They pulled a Mahershala Ali from, or however you say his name, from Luke Cage. They killed mm-hmm. him off. Killed her off quickly. Well, not quickly. I mean, six episodes out of eight is still pretty I was good. Kind of bummed though. I Me was. too. I was. I, was. Yeah. I mean, I love. I like the move. I think it was neat. Um, but it was like no. Oh, I kind of <laughs> wanted to see the hands split into two fractions and that, that would yeah. battle each other. That would be cool. Yeah, it could have been cool. But, and she was dying of cancer or something too, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, and 
you know, I guess with her age and everything. I mean, you you see um, Madame Gao in fight scenes. Yeah. Like, like you didn't a really Yoda see her. Yeah, I mean, her fight. fight scene with the flashback with Elektra was so obvious. Like, yeah. this is an old woman who's acting. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, but, but, you know, what kind of powers would she have had? Because they had, you know, their guys, you know, had some kind of powers and stuff. Like, and she's been the head, so, and survived assassination attempts for them. So, like, she had to be pretty, you know. BA, so mm-hmm. I would have liked to see more out of that. That would have been cool. But just her acting, I mean, she's one of the greatest actresses out there. I mean, I mean, acting ability, she's solid. I wouldn't yep. say she's, I've ever seen her be bad. I wouldn't say necessarily, you know, she's a chameleon and really great in lots of different things, but she always has great characters and plays them perfectly. You know, she does. I guess that's kind of what I mean by greatest actresses, not necessarily in skill but just yeah she falls in choices <laughs> yeah she makes great choices and she fits into whatever she's in oh yeah yeah and 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 you don't think oh you know she's in like when she's in avatar you're not confused what movie you're seeing right you know what i mean yeah, yeah and she plays the mm-hmm. jerk you know really well she plays mm-hmm. you know ripley the silent heroine mm-hmm. you know really well she plays this you know just despicable well even in heartbreakers I mean, let's face it <laughs> she was good in that which uh, okay, which is really out of her her well, element, yeah. little, you know. A little uh, <laughs> little uh, sidebar here. Since you brought heartbreakers up. Uh, oh, great! No. So no, 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 no. I but, didn't mention Jennifer Love Hewitt. So no, no, no. Okay, no, I'm going to go a different direction. <laughs> Gene Hackman's always been one of my favorite actors, yeah. you know, and he's won two Academy Awards, been nominated for a little couple more, and uh, retired a couple years after Heartbreakers, and. Heartbreakers came out the same year as Royal Tenenbaums. Yes. And he did, yeah. He was perfect in both of those movies and they <laughs> yeah, weren't his good. normal character uh-huh. and he wasn't nominated for either one. That and make I any sense. I thought Royal Tenenbaums He definitely should have been nominated for yeah. Royal Tenenbaums for best actor. <laughs> and uh but even Heartbreakers as a supporting actor, he was perfect. He in was that. great. I mean, that's not a great movie, but he's and so good at it. It's and it's not a movie that I own. But if it comes on TV, I'll watch it. I saw that in theaters. <laughs> I'll yeah. finish it. Really? You did. I don't know you if did. I did. I, I may have, actually. I wanted to see. I like, I like Gene Hackman. And I like Sigourney Weaver. And my friend had a big crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt. So I'm like, let's go. I had, one, <laughs> I had one of those friends, too. So I probably saw it with him. I mean, <laughs> she can't act, but she is pretty. Yeah. But yeah. No more. No more Heartbreakers. No more Gene Hackman. Back to modern day. Where were we? Where were we? Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Now that is kind of bugging me that we didn't know she had powers or yeah. what her influence was. Yeah. No. We just knew that she had influence. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she was this. Yeah. The, Maybe it's some sort of pheromone like power where she controls people and they don't know it. But they never go into. Why it. didn't it work on Electra? Oh right. That's <laughs> true. And she thought it did. I mean, yeah. she. Well, Maybe she, it only works yeah. on men. But mm-hmm. see, I, I think it was more than just manipulation. I think like she had there had to be more. I mean, she survived. They said, you know, assassination attempts. Yep. And she was clearly the leader for several hundred years. Mm, and they've true. never, apparently the number five never really got along. So. Yeah. She's a master negotiator. She was the leader the whole time. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's something to that. And it's just like, man. Hopefully they fill us in in the future. No, I don't think they will. They, they kill her off. And, yeah. I think it's the one and done. Yeah. Maybe it was just because of the cancer. She wasn't as active as she usually was oh, okay. in her past lives. Right. Who knows? Now, are you we buying don't. in? Are you buying into the? Uh, I guess Jeff Loeb or someone else uh, has said that the Defenders has always been planned to be a one and done, a, a mini series, yeah. mini series. Mm-hmm. Do you buy that? 
Uh, yes, but since their partnership with Netflix is so good, at least the Marvel side of it, not the Disney side recently. Right, Disney Swift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that they'll do it again because the only thing that was in their initial contract was Daredevil season one, Jessica Jones season one, Luke Cage season one, Iron Fist season one, and Defenders. Right. And now, and they've already done the season two. Yeah. Uh, season three of or season two of Jessica Jones is going to come out next year. Same thing with Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Daredevil Iron Fist has been renewed. Iron Fist has been renewed with a showrunner that actually cares. Who's the showrunner? Wow. I, I, I don't know. It's just they they said they had like a very small press release that said we've hired blah blah blah. Because he really understands the character and loves the comics. So they do have So, so I, I'm just glad they <laughs> changed the showrunner. I didn't know they what, did. What? What? They, okay. they, knew, they knew what they got wrong with Scott Buck. Yeah. Wow. Oh, he yeah. was terrible. Scott Buck. Th- them just saying that he's a fan and he wants to get it, the characterization right. Good. I was like, yes, I'm good. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try to find out who the Well, and the way is. that the uh, Defenders ended, do you think that Iron Fist will show up in Daredevil Season 3? Oh. Or or will Iron Fist Season 2 start with him being kind of... Well, I guess that wouldn't make sense because that's going to be after Daredevil Season 3. But it'd be nice if he started yeah. off as kind of the devil of Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Kind of a mixture. Like, That'd be kind of cool. Because that's how it ended. Defenders mm-hmm. ended yeah. like that. It was a definite, yeah. like, they're going to do something with that. So will... I, mean, I guess Daredevil Season 3 will happen first. So um, will he be away from New York the whole time? Will he ever... Would he be the devil's of Hell's Kitchen... Or the Devil of Hell's Kitchen, in season three, hmm. like you know, will the other defenders know he's you know will New York know he's not dead? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's yeah. a good question. I do know that for a time in the comics, I didn't read these comics, but Iron Fist uh, did pretend to be Daredevil when Matt Murdock was arrested or something. Yeah, yeah there was something. So like there, that. there's precedence set in it. I think that would be a cool way to start off Daredevil season three mm-hmm. if it was like just even the first episode. It shows him in just a basic ninja costume, like the black costume from Daredevil season one, and then it just shows like people still believe in Daredevil. That yeah. would that would be really a really enough. cool yeah. start. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think you know the um, the first seasons of all the other shows, uh, too like they almost tried too hard to not reference the other shows. Mm-hmm. You know, it seemed like. A stretch like why aren't they even talking about these other shows and um i mean i did like in this defenders because the movie universe is getting so far away that they barely mentioned it uh so that's nice they weren't relying on that you, you mentioned the incident once and i think i saw the newspaper article that they've shown up hanging up in deborah ann walls uh or pages karen pages office you know they showed that again but it's like i think from now on i like you can't avoid it. You know, they've got to at least reference the other shows or even if the other, if these guys show up in each other's shows. Yeah. I mean, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones are going to show up in each other's shows. Iron Fist and Luke Cage are going to show up in each other's shows. So it makes sense for Iron Fist to show up in Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. In that regard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm okay with them being kind of in their own little corner, separate from the movies um, because they can't really, they don't have the budget for, uh, showing some of the stuff that happened in the movies or having the same actors, stuff like that. I'm okay with that. But as long as they are in their little playground together. Well, and I'm, and I'm fine for like, if, if it ends up to where they, you know, like Luke Cage dies out, but then they do say a uh, blade, you know, with blaze mm. like vampire hunter and they bring on Luke here and there. And then they do like a, like a, a ghost rider. 
and then they yeah. do crossovers into that. I mean, that that would be cool. And it would really be cool is to see them go back into the older comics where there's these team team ups and just do them like yeah. the, the new Fantastic Four, which is, you know, Wolverine and it doesn't have to be. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It's just one battle movie. Hulk versus Wolverine, one battle movie yeah. from Net straight to Netflix. I'd watch those. That would be cool because they do that with the cartoons sometimes. They'll they'll animate. I think there's an animation of Wolverine versus Hulk. That's mm-hmm. it's just that's it's cool. short, an animated movie, but yeah. it's great. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I would love to see. So, that. Iron Fist creator oh. Raven Metzner doesn't really have a great track record. Oh, he's no. been he's only been the showrunner a couple times, and they've only lasted like the most. The, one up, up last it was 17 episodes but i haven't heard of any of these and uh but he wrote the electra movie with jennifer garner oh he did so mm. yeah I but i mean what? but I never saw it. it's a clean slate and okay. i'm gonna i'm just glad it's not scott buck <laughs> let's just see what happens i guess yeah. and we'll go yeah. from there well and i was thinking some people have said if uh <clears throat> iron fist or luke cage don't do well in ratings or reviews, they could always do a Heroes for Hire movie mm-hmm. where those two oh, yeah. start their own. It's like a hero agency. Yeah, you that'd be cool. Or Daughters of the Dragon. Daughters of Dragon, yep. Um, that would be cool. Well, and my idea for, and people have said this before, but um, Punisher could be off in his own separate part of this universe mm-hmm. with um, Ghost Rider, Blade. Yep. And yes. Moon Knight, yep. the, the darker. Side. That's where I was going. Yeah. <laughs> that would be hot. Yeah. Would what, be cool. did, what was their team name? Ah, Dark Defenders or something like that. I think it is. I think it is the Dark Defenders. We're gonna ask the Google. But because uh, because you have a, a a soul back from hell. Yeah. Um, you have a vampire killer. You have a mass murderer, and then you have a Moon Knight, who's like psychologically unhinged. Oh man, he's so cool. He's so cool. He's he's kind Never of a been rip done off of before. Batman. Kind of a rip off of yeah, Batman, but he has multiple of. personalities. Mm-hmm. He's he would be very interesting to do. I don't think it's called Dark. I know. They, oh yeah, I know it, is Dark it is called Dark Defenders. Dark yeah. Strange is a part of it. Yeah. Oh, with uh, Val- right. Valkyrie, whatever that is, with Tom Cruise movie, Nazi movie, <laughs> Valkyrie. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So I think that would be cool. I think that they're definitely going to spread out away from the first four uh, characters and do yeah. more spinoffs, uh, more original characters, and then more team-ups from there. They're such huge hits. I mean, Netflix doesn't release their numbers, but you know they're huge hits. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Iron Fist, while critically panned, and even fans panned it, it, tons of people watched it, especially the first episode. Um, it did better than Stranger Things. It did. Yeah. Yeah. That's Which crazy. is insane. And uh, because it had that built-in fan base. Um, because, I mean, people who've seen the other Marvel shows would watch that one. Um, I, I, I bet the drop-off was huge. Like, I'd be interested to see how many viewership, you know, episode 13 had compared yes. to episode one. Yes, uh, But obviously it was enough to make a second season, which I never doubted. I just hope they changed the showrunner, and they did. So I'm happy. Well, we'll see. We'll see where which way it goes. I, mean, I would totally watch it. Like oh, I yeah. hate season one. It's just by far the weakest. <laughs> it is. Now the the only major thing that didn't work for me on the Defenders, other than the title uh, music, was the music in general. They I they didn't the, quite know I what to do the, with it. Was that Wu Tang Clan at the end? See that yeah. it was kind of too little, too late. Yeah, for me. Okay, I don't know. It, it worked in Luke Cage, and then if it was at the beginning. 
with Luke Cage first, you know, meeting up with these guys, I would be okay with it. Well, in season but one, then it, then it sticks not, out at the end. In episode one, you know, with Luke Cage's yellow hue, he would have cool music. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and the first season of episode of Luke Cage had the best music. It was yes. so good. It was very good. It was um, very. Uh, it, it made it made you get into a different mindset too for his yeah, show. Mm-hmm. I loved like it. loved it, but yeah, the uh, yeah, I, I agree. The music was just non-existent. Um, you know, I was a theater major, and I remember they said like lighting is, which is funny talking about episode one. They're saying you know this is more of a theater than it is for movies, but like to know if it's good lighting is at the end of the show, you should think about it and can't really remember anything about it. Like if it sticks out, it's usually a bad lighting. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. um, there's a reason that it stick out for a reason, you know, like, but uh, for music, I would think it's kind of like the reverse. Like music can carry everything, you know, the music in Dunkirk. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. changed. I mean, that movie was great, but without Hans Zimmer's score, if you had something like forgettable, it would have been, it would have changed the movie. It wouldn't have felt as intense the whole way through. Or if you had no music in that, it would be the most boring right. hour and a half. Exactly. It might be, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, No Country <laughs> yeah. for Old Men barely has any music and it's mm-hmm. perfect. Yes. That has yes. that tension. But yeah, Dunkirk didn't have that. And uh, yeah, oh. so music is huge, you know. So. It is. It's... It, I'm taking a class on that now, right? By the way. Oh yeah. Yeah, and we're we're getting into it and learning all the terms like Mickey Mousing. Have you heard that? Uh-uh. It's kind of cool. Like you remember in the the first Spider-Man, mm-hmm. where he first discovers Which he can climb the wall. No, I'm just kidding. You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean with Tobey Maguire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he puts his hand on the mm-hmm. on the wall and it music plays. Yeah. And then he does it again. And it goes faster and faster. Mm-hmm. That's called Mickey Mousing. Hmm. Yeah. Why I is it no called idea. Mickey Mousing? Because, you know, in the cartoons, uh, when, like, Bugs Bunny would tippy-toe or oh, Mickey yeah. Mouse, do, 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 they would do the music oh, with the tippy-toeing. Right, 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 right. Isn't that crazy? Things yeah. I'm learning. That's cool. I think uh, we were wrong. It's not the Dark Defenders. I, I have a feeling it might be the Night Stalkers. But I'm just still working here. Oh, they were they were a team. They were a team at <laughs> they night. Team. They were a dark team at night. <laughs> a dark I, team at night. I, I mean, the original Defenders, it was Doctor Strange, and I think... Luke Cage and the Hulk or something like that. So they I think something like know. that. Yeah. So the team name doesn't matter too well, much. Well, this could be another team. You know how many teams there are? Way too this many. This is just Blade and Oh yeah, here you go. Here's the like comic that. card. Night Stalkers and you got Doctor Strange, Blade. I don't see Moon Knight though. Is that Blade or is that Luke Cage? Uh that's Blade. And then that's uh Blaze. Is it I is it Johnny Blaze? These. Is it Ghost Rider or is it someone else? No, it's it's a different one. It's just a some dude named Blaze that hung out with Blade. It's kind of confusing. I hmm. think so. I could be wrong. You know how many years it's been since I've read those? <laughs> At least it's not as bad as Stick and Stone. <laughs> Remember Stone? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what they're going to do with him. Here, let's see. Uh, we've got uh, Vampire Hunter's Blade and then Frank Drake. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm calling him the wrong thing. Let's see what Frank Drake is. You see the new Stranger Things poster? Aliens spoof? In the upside down on TV screen. Wow. That is pretty killer. That is cool. Oh, that is legit. I love that. <laughs> that is so good. Um, oh, man. So excited for... I still I've, don't know I've, who that is. I've let you down. <laughs> I thought it was... <laughs> little subject change. Sure. You see the trailer for Mother, Darren Aronofsky's new film? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. You see the trailer? You have no. to see it. Okay, as soon as this Dude. is over, we're showing Robert <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
face is going to melt. Like, Dude. It looks so intense, and it looks really good. It is, man. And, and I'm kind of split on Darren Aronofsky. Oh, he's hit or miss. Yeah. He's either like... I hated the fountain. I hated the fountain. Yeah. Honestly, I I didn't, re- I didn't really like The Wrestler. Oh, uh, really? I kind of dug Black Swan, though. Black Swan was awesome. Yes. Requiem for a Dream was awesome. Mm-hmm. No, I thought was all right. Yeah. I know that people hated it and I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. Yeah, but I'm I'm familiar with the mini flood stories. But for me that's that's just more of that's his only one that's kind of in the middle. But yeah, a lot of people hated it. So it's like see, he's like, either got great movies or terrible. See, and I yeah. like the wrestler. I, the wrestler it, it was I really it. gritty. I, liked it. I didn't I don't know. It's he, a very simple story. The yeah. directing was great, the acting was great. I didn't like the story. Like I, the story was fine, but it's like I what I didn't like was which is different than the fountain. The fountain was just dumb. Yeah, which had an amazing trailer. Do you remember that trailer? That for trailer that? was amazing. I couldn't wait to see that. I just didn't know what was going on in the fountain half the time. I don't think Darren Aronofsky knew what was going on <laughs> in the fountain. But uh, with the wrestler, I just didn't. It's more of like it, he was so unlikable that why am I watching a movie about a guy I could care less about? Like, well, see, I I thought it was great that two has been's found each other. That's all yeah. I care about. It was sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. Beauty and the Beast. I, get, I, get, I, I won't argue with people because I get why they like it. Sure. I just I just didn't like it. I would never uh, buy it. I'll say that. I Black like Swan I thought was fantastic. Yeah. yeah Black uh, Swan. And Natalie Portman. I mean, goodness gracious. She was amazing in that. When, at the end, yeah. when she's like the actual Black Swan, it's chilling how different she is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he can get great performances. There's no doubt. I think Ellen Bernstein in... Requiem for a Dream is top five, probably top three acting female acting performances I've ever seen. Wow. And she lost to Julia Roberts for Aaron Brockovich. But <laughs> How did that happen? Because it was Julia Roberts. So. Oh, right, right, yeah. right. But uh, oh, I think she's amazing in that. And, uh, uh, but yeah, a great cast for Mother. And I think the acting is going to be great. You're going to see some more nominations for an Aronofsky film. Yeah, for it's going to be acting. good. Yeah. Have you ever seen Pi? I didn't. Oh yeah, I've seen. Pi. I've seen. It is a trip. It is a trip. It's it's not an easy. Uh, it's not an easy watch. Watch the first time. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. got to kind of go through it again. Most of his stuff isn't an easy <laughs> watch the first time. It's weird. It's the first time you're just kind of like trying to figure it out. The yeah. second time you kind of it's like step when you got to wait a week or two. Don't yeah. just watch it the next night. No, yeah, it's too much. Now, I remember finishing Requiem for a Dream, and I said to myself. That was one of the best movies I've ever seen, and I never want to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Now, all these years later, I, I could probably watch it again, but that was that's a rough one to watch. Um, yeah, so Mother looks awesome. Mother, we got to check cool. it out. So you got to tell us about Dark Tower, because you all saw right. it. We didn't. All right, so... And you're you're into those books. Okay, yeah. yeah, so I read... So there's seven full-length books, uh, and they're they're big. And it spanned his. The first one was um, it was one of the first ones he wrote, and he didn't publish it right away. So he wrote it in the mid seventies. The last one didn't come out until the mid two thousands, mid to late two thousands. And so I didn't start reading them until this past year. So I mean, it's been less than a, a full twelve month thing since I've read all of them. And uh, but you imagine people who are fans from the beginning. I mean, this was been you know huge gaps of years in between yeah. novels. Um, so seven full-length novels plus uh, a short story and then a small like kind of uh, prequel novel after he finished the series because um, he couldn't let it go. And yet it ties into uh, most of the books in his universe. 
and which is really neat. And actually, he's a character in the books uh, as a writer of Dark Tower and these other books. And like, you've got characters from there's a character from Salem's Lot that has a big part in this uh, in the Dark Tower universe. There's um, you know characters from other books that have you know even Matthew McConaughey's uh, Man in Black. He's the main villain in The Stand. He's the main villain in other books like The Talisman and stuff like that. Wow. And, uh, and it's neat, you know, and it's and the idea is awesome. The, the stories are awesome. They felt like it was unfilmable. They had Ron Howard's had the rights for a decade and a half or something like that and has been wanting to make it. He was supposed to direct it at one point. J.J. Abrams was supposed to direct it at one point. It's gone like through the ringer. Um, and so that's why Howard's one of the producers. But it's like... Um, all the books are huge and they make a 93 minute movie for the oh, first one. Geez. And after watching it, it's like, not only is it 93 minutes, but it's kind of like I read ahead of time, you know, it's kind of like book two and book three, you know, actually it's more like book three. Um, it's not like book one. Um, and yet after watching it, I'm like, they kind of made all seven main novels in 93 minutes. Like, oh. like, so it's kind of sloppy. Um, the visuals are great, especially for the low budget. Um, and I, I have the character development. I've got, you know, books and books, you know, 5,000 plus pages of character development. Um, so I was excited to see the characters, you know, mm -hmm. on, on screen. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if you hadn't read the books, I feel like the character, character development was poor, especially uh. on Idris Elba's character. Um, I thought the guy that played the kid Jake uh, was perfect just like the stories Idris Elba was perfectly cast but underdeveloped as a character mm. uh, Matthew Con McConaughey was fine some of the choices they made with him were weird um, <laughs> I'm cool with it being a little different without spoiling the whole book series um, it's supposed to be a little different than the books Okay. Um, and so overall I would say I liked it I think mm -hmm. Robert won't. Oh. I wouldn't necessarily think you'd hate it. Though. I, don't, I don't know if I'd ever watch it. Yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily know if you would hate it. I think you would admire the ideas in it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think James. I think you'll like it. Okay. Uh, I would actually, you know, say check it out. But All right. um, I'll, I'll still give it a shot. I guess they have some cool stuff. Um, the what's the called the um climax was kind of weak. Like there's uh. this fight between him and McConaughey. And McConaughey's character has superpowers that he doesn't really have in the other books. Like, not even... I've read The Stand. I haven't read The Talisman or anything else he's shown up in. But he never had these superpowers where he can catch bullets and, you know, weird stuff like that. But he is... Um, he is a magician. Um, um, like, he's kind of like Merlin. Um, <laughs> and... Did he conjure up a Lincoln to drive? Was that the <laughs> no. poor character choice? Oh, <laughs> that would have been hilarious. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> they don't no. let him talk in Lincoln's anymore. <laughs> he just drives. He just he smiles. With cool music, and then falls into a swimming pool. Um, yeah. The Jim Carrey ones on SNL. Did you uh, see those? Yes, those are yeah. perfect. Um, oh man! So I will say, um, you know, I'm I'm a person that's movies first, uh, and you know, people are like, "Oh, the book's better than the movie," and yeah, that happens sometimes. But a book and a movie are com two completely different mediums. Like mm -hmm. they're not going to be the same. Mm -hmm. and um i'm okay with that like i don't well, people argue and say oh it's not the same it's, like, it's not supposed to be the same because no. it's a different medium yep um and 
one thing, while I like the books and I like some, you know, Stephen King stuff, I've read a couple of the other ones. Um, like the man in black is such a cool character and he doesn't do a lot with him. Um, so I like the brave, the, the bold move of trying to give him superpowers. Cause it's like, you have that hint of it in the books, but you never actually see it. Hmm. Um, but another thing is the whole idea of the books and the books even say this at the end is, is the journey just like, uh, you know, the, the whole hashtag explain, bad or explain movies badly you ever mm-hmm. seen that yeah mm-hmm. it says lord of the rings is nine hours of of a bunch of people trying to return some jewelry yeah. you know <laughs> and the whole thing of lord of the rings is it's the journey it's not just it, that's the story is the journey and making it into 93 minutes and trying to sum up like seven books in 93 minutes was like you're destroying the journey well what i'm gathering is you almost feel like a peter jackson like person director who loved those books should have done a movie like this and, and, right. and drawn it out a little more. Right. And there's a lot yeah. of it. It's hard because there's a lot of it that's unfilmable. Like there's sure. a lot of it that's in, like in the second book, he, um, he's lo- walking along this beach and he's coming, he comes across just a doorway, he, three different doorways, but it, it takes, I mean, it's like days between each one of walking and he's like sick and dying. And, um, and what he does in the doorway, it's just a doorway like standing in the middle of this, like the you know beach. Mm-hmm. And if he walks behind it, you can't see it. But if you're walking, you know, that kind of idea. Yeah. Oh, and, and so he goes through them and each one is a different character. So it's it's like, oh, I won't go into that. It's not necessary. But he goes into, so he opens the door and he actually, it's kind of like being John Malkovich. He enters the mind of the person and he can learn to control them. Oh, okay. And then he ends up like bringing two of them back. And, you know, I mean. There's I no think, way to film that. Like, no, I think you can. You just use a montage. <laughs> <laughs> just a big montage. And then you can use a little monologue, you know, what he, he can actually think about what he's doing. He can actually yeah. say what he's doing. I mean, you can do some. I mean, did you did it in Being you John know, Malkovich. But yeah, it's they like, did it in Being John Malkovich, exactly. But yeah. It, and that movie's one of my favorites. It's, it's great. It's fun to it watch. It's painful on some point. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Extremely But it's such painful. a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, so overall, overall, I liked it. And... Um, it sounds like they're almost definitely going to do a TV show, which maybe they can get better storytelling with the TV show. Right. And, and there's cool. You, you have more room to do it. Mm -hmm. It's a part in the story that isn't like I told you, it's supposed to be a little different, but that story, cause it's when he's younger is not really supposed to be different. Mm -hmm. It's hard to explain. Um, and you know, they're going to do this. uh, It was like the fourth novel and whatever. And, uh, and honestly, the budget was—I mean, it didn't make a lot, but the budget was only sixty million. Sure. And so I wouldn't be surprised if the TV series takes off, if they either stick with the TV show idea and do more, or if they make a second movie yeah. and build mm-hmm. the audience that way. So I, I think you're right. I think a TV series would be better, and yeah. then they can take more risks because if you have a bad episode, who cares? You, mm-hmm. you, you got another episode lined up. You can right. always make up for it. And, you know, a PG-13 choice was interesting. You know, Stephen uh, King really wants it to be R after sure. this. And, um... Well, it'll, it'll be M-A now. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting, though. He doesn't... He's kind of... He's on the fence of what he says. He... I think he regrets putting himself in the books. I absolutely loved it. Uh, <laughs> and, it and he's actually a main character in the last couple of books. Um, and... Um, and he said he doesn't want, he refuses to be in the movies. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, how do you, 
there's some of the part of the story is like, how do you tie it up without him? Um, mm-hmm. You know, especially since there's still like, you know, there's a bunch of Easter eggs uh, referencing his, his other books and stuff um, in the movie. So I don't know. We'll see. But I the guess the books are worth it. I mean, if you guys are into books, uh, they're a blast. They're a lot of fun. Actually, the first book is not great. Uh, <laughs> I read the, I read the first book actually like two or three years ago because I, I was interested in the idea. He always says it's like his Lord of the Rings, uh, and and it's just it's depressing. It makes you hate the main character, mm-hmm. and you're like, what the crap? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do this. But I I tried it later on the second book and loved it, and then the rest of them are great. So it's the first one. It's the shortest, thank God. So <laughs> it's the shortest. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Well, cool. Yeah. All right. I'm done. Well, that brings us to the it yes. trailer. Oh. I mean, and movie coming out next month. <laughs> yeah. So I did read that dude. one. I love the book. And it looks I, good. I, re- I recently watched the old the old miniseries. I haven't seen that in oh, a couple man. decades. You gotta do it. <laughs> Jackie had never seen it before. Really? She's like, what are you watching? And I'm like, uh, this is it. She's Tim Curry's like, great. Yeah, he, he is good. I mean, he does such a great job. And I mean, I, I, I'm excited for the new one. I mean, I, how long is it? I don't know. I'll, I'll check it out. Um, so it's got to be faster paced than the miniseries. And of course, it was the 80s. I hadn't seen that since probably I was 10, 9 or 10 years old. You saw it that young? I think so. Isn't that What year did that come out? 90. 90. So I would have been ten. Wow. Yeah. That would have messed me up as a kid. Yeah. Well <laughs> that's two hours and fifteen minutes is two, the new one. The new one. So good. that's a good enough amount of time. Yeah. Well, I, Robert, you forget I grew up with like Puppet Masters, Pumpkinhead, <laughs> uh Jason. I mean, I saw all those like under at a very young age. Jeez. Uh Children of the Corn. You ever seen Phantasm? Phantasm. I don't Never think did. I saw that one. Uh Hellraiser. Oh, used to see those. Yeah. I never saw any of the Hellraiser. They're kind of interested. They're kind of I only boring. saw them like after boring. I was old enough, and I was like, "These are goofy." Yeah, they, they are kind of goofy. Yeah, they never interested me because they weren't goofy enough to be like laughably bad that I wanted to see them. Mm-hmm. Like I used to watch. Uh, I haven't seen them all, but I've seen five or six each of Friday the Thirteenth and and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah, they yeah. were like stupid fun like they weren't necessarily funny they weren't like they weren't good but they were enjoyable to watch there was something about them yeah Yeah. like a charm i mean they were bad movies there's no doubt about it but you know the first the first one for both of them are actually good movies they are Hmm. yeah um you ever seen them no i don't know if i would say that yeah uh not nightmare before christmas uh nightmare on elm street i've seen the first three but i haven't seen any of the friday the 13th yeah the first nightmare on elm street actually isn't a bad movie um and it's not first friday the 13th jason's not the killer no, it's he's a not. surprise killer. Yeah, it's I, hilarious. I mean, you probably know who it is. But I, I've yeah. had it spoiled for me. Yeah, but it's it's cool. Like it's actually an interesting. I, it's not great. No, it's not great, Even but I like it. Yeah. And then Halloween. Halloween's a good one. The yeah. first one. I've the always first seen, one. I've, and I I watched a couple of those, but not as many of those. I hated H two O. Yeah. Yeah. That one wasn't yeah. bad. I I didn't hate it. I liked the head chopping off at the end, but then they made more <laughs> of them after that. So. <laughs> I bet you didn't know I was going to spoil H two O for oh, the audience. Sorry. <laughs> That's funny. I hated the name. That was terrible. Yeah. Why would you name it H two O? That's just are they going to drown? Yeah. Because no. you need a drink by watching. No, no, but it is like. Well, first of all, back to the miniseries. Yeah. Um, Tim Curry's great. Like, and I feel really bad. Like we've seen him in pictures nowadays. Like he's had a stroke and mm-hmm. and he just looks terrible. But it's like yeah. he's been 
he's made some terrible movie choices and you know but when he's good in a good movie he's so good he and um but being a tv series back in 1990 i just don't think it had um like the director for the new one he flat out doesn't like it like no. it's just you know um I mean, they gave homage to it Did you see like the little pennywise the tim curry pennywise yep. in, in the new movie the trailer like in the background but it's like um i was i I was never i liked tim curry in it but i never felt like he was frightening enough and clowns can be frightening but it was just he was almost too plain Hmm. Uh, except when he has you know bloody teeth and stuff like that like but (laughs) he did his uh his like where he's gonna eat you or whatever yeah um i mean (laughs) bill skarsgård it's it's flamboyant and it, at first, the pictures of just like well, a lot of people were just like, "What? Like, I'm not sure about this." But you see him in the trailers, and he's creepy. Well, like, when I, what I yeah. like about him, he's more of the time period uh, clown that you would think he's from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the he's more of that Western age. Mm-hmm. Uh, or what? What century is he supposed to be from? Six, 1700s? It's almost Victorian looking. Uh, I thought 1800s. Clown suit. 1800s. So yeah, like the, like first circus. Yeah, kind of yeah. In the yeah. in the book, they go back. They trace him back to at least the 1800s, and then they have this. So. They have this weird scene that's definitely not going to be in the movies because it's just too weird. But they have like it's kind of offensive. But they have like this like Native American like these kids, you know, are uh, smoking to try to en- enhance a vision oh. to catch it. And they and actually he's basically the beginning of time. Oh, I see. That uh, he's been there, um, but they've. Traced him in pictures back to the 1800s. So he takes like a maybe he puts on, he takes on this persona. Yeah, and that's his main persona. What's awesome is, um, all right. So the book is set in the 50s and 80s. The movie is going to be set in the 80s in the modern day. Oh, cool. Um, and uh, in the book, it, um, I mean, it. It's called it because it's not a clown. It's it's like this demonic, almost like. Yeah. alien entity and that's his main manifestation but he manifests himself in different scary things so there's this like leprous uh homeless man who's going to be in the movie he's briefly in the trailer and it'll be a different actor it won't be bill skarsgård and uh um you know he different things but in the in the in the what's cool is and i would love if they do this is um so the kids watch they go to like a you know double feature horror movie at the you know drive-in or something like that, <laughs> and they see like Wolfman, and he becomes Wolfman. Yeah, like Ooh. so he becomes a movie villain that they're familiar with, which freaks them out. And set in the eighties, what if he becomes like Freddy Krueger or Jason? <laughs> or oh man, I, I don't know how the rights work, but yeah, I really that... hope they do something where they re- reference an eighties or seventies movie Freddy that the Kruger. kids would be aware oh, of. Oh man, and he becomes that like. I don't know if it's going to happen. I really, really hope because that would be so cool. That would be really cool. And they're not scared of it at first because they're like, oh, it's just a movie. It's not real life. And then they see the real life. They one. see it. Yeah. That would be cool. I think it happens yeah. in the yeah. basement at school, right? Or something like that. Doesn't it? In the boiler room? Doesn't What does? Where they where they see the, the movie character. I don't remember. I think it is. I remember because uh, I saw it a few weeks ago. Yeah. Seth, Seth Green's character goes down there for some reason. I forget why. Isn't that? Yeah, he's, he's in the original, he's, uh, yeah. 
The the kid Finn Wolfhard, the actor that's in Stranger Things, that's in this. Mm-hmm. His character is yeah. Seth Green as a kid. Really, it's so funny. And, yeah, in the original miniseries, he's a good character too. Crazy I think man. Cool, man. It's what's cool exciting. Is, what's cool is, and I'm not even a huge horror guy, but it's like. The, this is more thriller though, because it's not just flat out gore. It is. You know? It's going to be gory. Yeah. Uh, oh, it will. This one. Yeah. Will? Oh yeah. Oh, Even okay. I read today that they're going to keep the opening, the scene with oh, the so little boy more... and the slicker and the the sewer. Yeah. It's going to be pretty violent because it's going to oh. be just like the book, and it's going to be nasty. So the arms coming. No man. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, so... I have to hand it to you. So. And a... oh, Misty Knight. Someone else. Give it to Someone else is all left. And. uh in, and they said it's gonna be really bloody. Like in the in the preview, you see the the girl get splashed in the face with like black liquid. It's mm-hmm. gonna be red. Like oh, he okay. said, he said it's gonna be bloody. So, anyways, Ooh. oh okay, um, so it is horror. But ah, all right. Um, but what's cool is it's such a great coming of age story. I mean, this is the same author who wrote Stand by Me. Yeah, I love that. And and Stranger Things is heavily influenced by not only Stephen King but specifically it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know when they kill the Demogorgon, or they think they kill the Demogorgon mm-hmm. with a slingshot. I mean, that similar. Is, it's it. It's like it mixed with uh, ET in a blender. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Stranger Things is like Steven Spielberg directed a Stephen King movie. Yeah. And so it is. Uh, you know, I think the coming of age story is is so awesome. The characters are great. Um, I'm really interested to see how they how they do it. It's yeah, gonna it's gonna be cool. We're gonna have to go see that. Yeah, definitely. Has Spielberg ever directed a Stephen King? I don't think movie? so. No, I'll say so that might be many. A, There's so I'll many. No. That might be a good, uh, good blend there because he he's good at adapting. Like yeah. Ready Player One is a book, um, which looks nuts. It does. It looks insane. I don't know if it'll work or not. But I kind of want to watch the, read the book, cool. but I want to think. I think I want to watch the movie first. I don't know on that one. I think that they wouldn't be able to get the rights for certain characters. No, totally not. That might be in the book. So they might not put him in the movie, but whatever. You'll never know. It's definitely a licensing nightmare. Yeah. I mean, just for Marvel itself, like yeah. getting their own characters is a nightmare. Yeah. Unless it's a cartoon. Spielberg definitely just checked it out. Definitely has not. But, you know, really, he's been doing more historical or trying to get more, I guess, Oscar type stuff. But yeah, he yeah. hasn't done. He did great suspenseful movies. He hasn't. He I mean, think the last suspenseful movie he did was the second Jurassic Park. But no real horror movie. Oh yeah, no. So he's got you know both the first two Jurassic Parks. He's got Twilight Zone the movie. There's I had a couple directors and it's not a good movie. I've seen it. Um, <laughs> Poltergeist, which oh, is yeah, yeah. technically he didn't. He's not credited as the director, but they've said that he basically directed it. Uh, but he produced it. Uh, Close Encounters. Well, that's not a horror movie. Jaws, of course. Jaws. Is Jaws. Great. Yeah, and, and his first movie, which phenomenal. was a TV movie, Duel. Did you ever see that? No. That's a good movie. Duel, huh. It's about well, a guy uh, just in a small car, and he gets um, he uh, he's on a you know southwest road trip type thing, and you know road rage incident with the tractor trailer. You never see the driver of the tractor trailer, but the tractor wow. trailer like terrorizes him and falls him around, and it's Whoa. it's intense. It's really oh, intense. Man. It's a good movie. Um, so he does that. Well, he did it well, and I'm assuming I think he could do it well. Uh, he just needs to do it again. Um, it's just kind of not his mo anymore, which is too bad because that was more of his '70s and '80s mo. It'd yeah. be cool to see him go back to to do one horror movie or to do that would be really cool to see him do a Stephen King adaptation. Well, you know, Stephen King's making a comeback. People are picking up the rights to his stuff, and there's been a lot of talk about a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I think um, Steven Spielberg is more trying to, he thinks he's going back to his roots of like E.T., mm-hmm. but not like the earlier thriller stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it, w- it would be really cool if he did. As yeah. long as we keep him away from Indiana Jones, because they still want well, they want him to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't necessarily know. I, I blame George Lucas more I think, for four. Yeah, I think well, four. He he George Lucas twisted his arm enough. He yeah. did. He yeah. yeah uh, there was some interference there. Yeah, I remember reading about it back. Yeah, or right after it came out. But I mean, he was the director, and yeah. he does have to hold some blame for that. <laughs> yeah, sure. But um. Yeah, I mean, Bridge of Spies is one of those more recent ones, and that's that's, that's a great, great film. That's I really like wonderful it. movie. Yeah. yeah, of course it helps with the Coen Brothers, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Tom Hanks and Mark Rylance. That's yeah. true. Um, yeah. So here's an interesting thing. This is kind of off topic, but on the Spielberg topic. So something I I, I like um, Academy Award history and stuff. And in the early years of the Academy, the directors would direct movies more often. Uh, you get movies almost every year from these guys. Right. And um, John Ford is the only director to ever win the best director four times. Four times, which is Whoa. insane. And there's only a handful of guys, uh, I think three, maybe five, who have won it three times. And all of them, I mean, it was decades ago. Mm-hmm. There's only a few living directors who are still active. I'll say active directors who have won two. There's... Spielberg, there's uh, Ang Lee, Clint Eastwood, uh, Alejandro Inuritu, ever say his name. Um, I can't. <laughs> and I forget. There, I think there's a couple more. There's not a lot. And, you know, Spielberg, you can pick on him, and there's definitely reasons to pick on him, but he's so iconic, and he's changed the industry. I mean, he's got to mm-hmm. be the most influential and iconic director of our generation. And I'd love to see him win a third time. I think it would... That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, be a good legacy. Now, is this her best director or best picture? Best director. Best director. Best director. Okay. And you think, I mean, he's only won, he won twice. He won Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan, which that's, were great directing jobs. I mean, yeah. Those are great films. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at how many people have used the steady cam since Saving Private Ryan. I mean, that like Mm -hmm. changed the industry and then say, you know, Schindler's List is just epic. The black and white, and the girl in the purple coat. Yeah, mm-hmm. iconic. I mean, intense movies. Yeah, so it'd be cool to see him win a third, but that's kind of off topic. What did John Ford direct? The name sounds familiar. John Ford. He later in his life he did a lot of um, John Wayne movies, but uh, mm. he um, what he won for is it's interesting. Most of his stuff didn't win Best Picture. Uh, he won for a movie called The Informers, uh, Grapes of Wrath. How Green Was My Valley, which was controversial because it won picture and director the same year that Citizen Kane was nominated. Mm. And it beat Citizen Kane out. Oh, my uh, gosh. And then The Quiet Man, which is another John Wayne movie. And I've seen three of those. And they're really good. And the directing is really good. Um, I know Spielberg says this. It's his, John Ford's his favorite director. Uh, I think my favorite one of his is Stagecoach, which is one of John Wayne's first movies. Mm. Um, that's a really good movie. It's kind of before John Wayne became John Wayne. So, cool. yeah. Wow. Didn't John Wayne play Attila the Hun? Yes. I think I remember that. <laughs> no, wait, no. Uh, Genghis Khan. Oh, it was Genghis Khan, my bad. Oh, oh. Which is worse. It actually. is. It is. Oh, I never gosh. saw it. I think it's called the Commander, something with a C. I mean, it looks I've, so offensive. I, I, He's I think, got like a Fu Manchu. Yeah. I, I think um, I've seen parts of it. And I remember oh. just the horse scene. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was like horses was everywhere. <laughs> and he still call everybody partner. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope. Oh, oh man. He had some good movies. He was kind of typecast, but yeah. Um, uh, the Duke. Is that what they called him? Yeah. The Duke. The really? Conqueror. The Conqueror. The Conqueror. Okay. It has a three point four rating on IMDb. Oh man. Uh, I gotta find that Fu Manchu. Well, I can barely tell so, that one. Oh, there, <laughs> it is, man. there it is. Oh my gosh. That was just so rad. Oh, so offensive. It is. Oh my word. I was, I'm watching this old movie uh right now. I'm in the middle of it. It's called A Letter to Three Wives, and it's a what and one best director. Anyways, uh like the one guy to his wife just keeps like, shut up. Like, you know, oh my like, gosh. so rude. To yeah. her. And I'm like, I can't believe that this kind of, I mean, it, the time period, it was 1949, I think. And it's just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. The way they were, I mean, yeah. they'd always slap each other and then kiss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they'd fight each other as they yeah. kiss. Or it'd be uh, like, really like, what the heck like, is like going the man on? man would here. force a kiss on her yeah. and, and she'd fight it. And then all of a sudden she'd just like, she's like, his okay, arms, that's what like, I want. What? And yeah. somehow that was romantic. No wonder yeah. there was confusion. This is rape. Makes no sense. Yeah. He's a hug rapist. Hug rapist. <laughs> <laughs> I did I just watched the Hitchcock movie and Cary Grant did that. He kind of just forced a hug on somebody. Forced a hug slash yeah. kiss on someone. Oh man. And it was out of the blue too. Like it was a weird cut. I mean, he's a great director, but it's like uh it was a scene where they're on a walk and it cuts away to someone else talking and then it cuts back to them and all of a sudden they're like wrestling for a kiss and it's just like wait what and it's near the beginning of the movie so there's no like character development just there's like, no context uh, yeah there's no context yeah i love the ones where there there's a forced kiss she slaps him and, and he's like he looks at her and then she's then she kisses him like, right what is happened here it's like, all right, uh, with that look, you convinced me. Yeah. Yeah, it's very weird. There's this John Wayne movie called McClintock, which is kind of, it's a fun movie and it's pretty funny. But, uh, you know, he's trying to win back his ex-wife or whatever. And <laughs> and uh, and she keeps trying to play hard to get. And finally at the end, like, uh, he, he is kind of hard to explain. <laughs> but he's, he starts walking after her to like, teach her a lesson he's just walking and the whole town's like following and she's like trying to back away you know and she's like tripping over things and you what? know and the whole town's like yeah 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 and it's kind of supposed to be humorous and then finally when he gets her he puts her over his knee and he starts spanking her. her oh my god yeah oh. and then of course you know but she's just like oh you know and at the end like she's madly in love with him again it's like what like, <laughs> and the rest of the villagers like, sense. get her, boy. Right, yeah. It's like, oh my goodness. That's all she needs. The rest of the movie is, yeah, the rest of the movie is, it is pretty humorous and it's got some, there's this awesome big fight scene basically between the whole town and a mud pit. It's pretty what? Uh, but it's what ridiculous. universe is this? It's ridiculous. It's a John Wayne universe. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah. She's not at all humiliated. No. <laughs> <laughs> she falls madly in love with him. That's man. so funny. I that's think it would have made more sense if they had it like the lottery and they were going to sacrifice her. Right? right? Oh, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. Man. We need yeah, our man. crops. Take <laughs> them <Sacrifice> for the <laughs> team. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So here's a out of left field since sure. we're on the old movie. What's an, like an old, okay, I'll say 1950s or earlier, preferably earlier. What What's a good movie? For a great one, the 1950s think of. or earlier, man. I'd, I'd have to think that one up. I don't really watch that many old movies. Yeah, I haven't. Um, <laughs> for for me, it's it's usually 60s or newer because that's when they started like the 
the like new movie movie movements. Yes, they didn't have the mellow drama. Well, for me, it would be like Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein because <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> See, I if it's I went through a phase where if it was on the Internet Movie Database top two fifty, I wanted you would to watch see it. it. I haven't wow, seen okay. all of them. I've seen over I've seen two hundred of them or so. Well, uh, what but, about the Black Dahlia? You liked that one, didn't you, for a while? Oh no, I still haven't seen it. You still haven't seen it? No, oh, you were telling me about it. Oh, I, I was the one that told you. What year is that? Is that like? I don't know. With Scarlett Johansson and Josh Hartnett? No. <laughs> oh my gosh, I haven't seen that one. I never I'm saw about the original. I never saw you. <laughs> the Black Dahlia uh, Murders. Right. right. That's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thinking. Okay. Um, no, yeah, and I and I, I also am interested if it's like if it won like a major Academy Award, not oh, like okay. costume or something like that. I I'll check it out, but there's still tons I haven't seen, but. There's some good ones. You just have to realize it's a product of the time. Yeah, you got to. Yeah. So. We, we were actually talking about this last week on our podcast about some of the cartoons that how they can be offensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to kind of keep in mind. This is. Yeah. A product, product of, of the, the time. time. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to give a, a movie bad review just because it was like like this a letter to three wives that i'm watching like with him saying shut up and stuff like that. i mean it's i'm like oh my gosh it's inappropriate <laughs> but it's not the point it. of the movie you yeah, know and yeah. so it's like oh i'll let it slide don't repeat it yeah <laughs> oh uh no uh chaplin what was it the great dictator the great dictator that's oh that's a great fantastic. movie oh i love that yeah i've seen a couple of his and that's by far my favorite yeah late 30s uh, right i think it's 1940 or is it the 40s yeah um <laughs> John Wayne. Who knows, man? Because um, uh, World War Two. I mean, we didn't get into it till the forties, but it. But yeah, no, that was right yeah. in the middle of war. It's nineteen forty. Yeah, right in the real, middle, and of it, it didn't yeah. end. The war didn't end until forty-five. So it's like oh, okay, it's right in the middle of it. I mean, if, if you put it in the time period, it is. It is so good. Now, did he write that too? Yeah, yeah, he mm-hmm. did, huh? He wrote and directed it. So I mean, it's funny. It's got. I mean, some of the humor is still funny. Yeah, and and it's got that, that speech at the end, like which is dramatic. epic, yeah. oh, amazing. So Great dictator, yeah. Yeah. It was weird to see him talk because, yeah. you know, and I'm like, wow, he's got a pleasant voice. Yeah, because he's got like five movies, I think, on the internet movie, or the top 250. Where he speaks. And I know most oh. of them are silent. And I think that was the last one I watched, and the other one were all silent films. Oh, okay. And so I'm just like, oh, this is unusual. <laughs> this is, I'm not used to this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's his best, I think. Absolutely. You ever see Seven Samurai? No, 1950s. On not the no, not Kira the... Kurosawa, one of the greatest directors out there. Uh, that is awesome. It's so good. Wow. Now it's it's got a lot of things against us. It's from like the 50s. Sure. It's black and white. And it's like three hours long, and it's wow. all in Japanese. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> no. a lot of people are just like, nope, I don't want to yeah, watch that. Do it. But ah, uh, it's one of the best. How about the so good and the bad and the ugly? That's great. That's 60s. Oh, it is uh, okay. That's still great. Of, of his, of Kurosawa's uh, Rashomon, I thought it was good. I that's don't good. know if that's fifties or sixties, but that's a really good one. Oh, and might, and a lot of people, a lot of movies have ripped off that idea because uh-huh. it's just a, a story told from these different perspectives. So the story changes and a flashbacks and flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the same thing with uh, Seven Samurai. Yeah. How about the Fifty Foot Woman? Or Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. I've actually seen that one. I'm not sure if it'd be a great movie, though. And The Blob, the original. What year was that? I think I saw it. I think 60s. 60s? Man, I'm just watching 60s movies. Rashomon was 1950. Yojimbo is another good one. Oh, yeah, Yojimbo. Which was what uh, 
not Good, Mad, Ugly, but the first one, Fistful of Dollars. That's what that's based on. Oh, okay. Mm. That one's in color, right? No. No? Dang. Some of his is. Some of his, because he, he made movies in the 80s. Ran. Um, let's see here. What were we saying? Uh, the Blob. I'm guessing 1960. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, 1958. Oh. So, 50s. You made the cut. You made the cut. I made one. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting film. Not great. It's actually pretty good for the time. Those I movies at that time period, like The Night of the Lepus, did you ever see that? What? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's about giant rabbit, rabbits that were killer. Uh, hold on. It I think they terrible. even had, like, the attack of a giant boob, too. Really? Yeah. They, they've had a lot. I never saw it, but I've seen, like, stills of it. I'm like, that can't be real. Night of the Lepus, 1972. 4.0. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just giant rabbits, like, that are, like, oh, killer. Come on. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. They're herbivores. Come on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, not in Monty Python. That's got yeah, bones. It's <laughs> got bones from Star Trek. Oh, no way. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. Bad one. Yeah. So we got anything else coming up we can get a hit, you know, next time? Or? September, it's really uh, it and kind of Kingsman. And can, Kingsman. Kingsman, yeah. Yeah, and that's then, right. And after that, it's Blade Runner. Blade Runner Blade in October. Blade Runner, yeah. 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 And Stranger Things in October, too. Yes. yes. Season two. So I'll be getting no sleep in October. Yeah. All the time. Cool. I guess uh, this is it for this episode. Tune in next time.